Okay, guys, it's Chris Williams here with tonight's Instant Reaction Podcast. Uh, I, I'm sure you just got done watching. Maybe you're driving to work on a slick interstate. Hopefully not too bad. Um, these are my thoughts on Iowa State's 80-76 loss tonight to the Kansas Jayhawks. And um, get to that here momentarily. I want to thank our friends and our sponsors from Carl Chevrolet, your dealer for life, Carl Chevrolet. They just you know what they do they wake up they sell cars they satisfy customers and then they win awards check them out um, at the rock just off of i-35 right there on the uh, exit in ankeny right over by like old chicago that area you can't miss it and uh they're good supporters of ours and we appreciate that and it's a it's an honor to be associated with such a great historic company like Carl Chevrolet is. So we thank them for their sponsorship of the Instant Reaction Podcast here at CycloneFanatic.com, the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. All right, a lot to get to. Iowa State loses to Kansas 82-76. And I'm really not that upset about it. Um I'm disappointed that Iowa State lost, uh, especially when you go into halftime. With a five-point lead, Iowa State led forty-two to thirty-seven at the half. However, you knew that—I mean, you knew that Kansas had a run in it. You knew that the Jayhawks would make a comeback in the second half, and the question was, could you stave that off? Iowa State could not. At one point, Iowa State went—I think almost six full minutes without scoring, and that's what it comes down to with games at Fog Allen. Iowa State's won four of these since the Big Twelve was formed, and it's about being really good in the margins, right? It's about free throws. It's about turnovers. It's about um, keeping the opposition off of the offensive glass. It's about limiting easy buckets for the opposition. Iowa State really didn't do any of that well tonight. Kansas is, I I, I don't have the number in front of me. My guess is that their two-point field goal percentage in the second half was north of 60%. I know at one point it was. I saw Travis Hines tweet that. I don't know what it ended up at. It had to be north of 60% because down the stretch, Kansas got so many easy buckets, just one after another. And that was for multiple reasons. One, Bill Self is a maestro, a hell of a second-half game plan by Bill Self. Um, Two, the Lawson kid's really good. The Garrett kid's really good. They ended up with 29-16 and 16 for Kansas tonight. So, you know, you at some point you tip your hat to them, 29-15 and 15 for, for Lawson. Um, in three, Iowa State, when when Cam Lard and um, George Conard aren't in the game, they don't protect the rim very well. That's the one thing you can look at with this Iowa State team and say that they kind of struggle with that. And Cam Lard, I don't know how many minutes he played. It hasn't calculated yet here on my feed, but it wasn't that much, and he fouled out. He's, I mean, he he just fouls like every minute he's in the game at this point. Um, and then Michael Jacobson, it's not a slight at him. It's just not his game. Jacobson had a double-double tonight, 12 and 11. So I'm not, I'm not going to kill him. He's just not an above-the-rim type of player. So when you get into a situation like Iowa State did tonight with Lawson, you know, it, it's nice to be able to switch to a guy like Lard to change things up. And Iowa State couldn't do that because he was in foul trouble the whole night. And I don't know why, and I'd love to hear from Steve Prome on this. I would have loved to have seen George Condit some. He did not get in the basketball game. Steve just went seven deep tonight. Um, 
So I'd love to ask that question at some point. I'm sure the guys who are down there, Jared Stansbury is down there covering the game for us. I'm sure that's a question that he will ask. But there was just no rim protection. Iowa State was bad on the double, the dribble drive there in the second half. Couldn't stop much of anything. All right, let's go through some some other things. I, I mentioned the the details, the free throws. Iowa State goes 10 of 17 from the line. That's just 58%. They missed on a couple front ends of one and ones That sound familiar? Just like the Kansas State game a couple of weeks ago. Again, if you're going to win in Allen Fieldhouse, playing close is one thing. Winning is another. If you're going to do that, can't go 10 of 17 at the line. That's a problem. Um, Kansas is evolving, uh, so I give them a lot of credit. The Garrett kid um, looks like he's getting better every time. He goes out there. I like Vic a lot. He had 14 tonight. I think the Jayhawks, at some point you give your your opposition credit too, and I, and that's what I'm doing for Kansas here. I think it's a better basketball team, believe it or not, than the one that, that played and lost by 17 in Ames. Um, back to Iowa State, there's going to be a lot of talk about Lindell Wigginton. See a lot of people burying him on Twitter. He goes one of eight tonight, one of five from three. Uh, three turnovers for Lindell, only three points. Do not bury him. You can criticize. Do it. Do not bury him. Why? A lot of you guys were burying Taylor Horton Tucker not that long ago. Comes out tonight with 16, had four threes. Now Taylor probably shot a little too much in the second half, and that gets me to you know offensively. Don't you guys just feel better when the offense is going through Tyrese Halliburton or Marielle Shyock? I know I certainly do. Um, I just feel like Iowa State's quality of shots when the offense goes through one of those guys is significantly better than if it's going through Wigginton or Horton Tucker. Again, do not bury Wigginton and Horton Tucker. They will have good games the rest of the year. Iowa State does need them to max out. I'm not going to bury them. I'm saying that especially on the road, the offense is more efficient when it is going through Shayok or Halliburton, I do not think that is debatable at this point in the season. Um, elsewhere here, Instant Reaction Podcast, um, looking ahead to Ole Miss. I don't know a ton about them. I do know that they're pretty good at this point in the season, but that's an 11 a.m. tip on Saturday. We'll have a game watch at Whiskey River. We're doing that with the fellas from Wide Right and Natty Light. We're going to open up the doors at 10 o'clock, have a Bloody Mary bar, um, some beer bucket specials. It'll be a lot of fun. So plan on that coming up on Saturday. But, um, you know, here's the deal. I'm, I, I actually picked Iowa State to win tonight. I probably got a little ahead of myself, to be brutally honest with you guys. Probably a false sense of security having seen Iowa State win in Allen Fieldhouse more than any other program in the history of the Big 12. But I really like this team. I still do. I have a lot of faith in this team. They went into maybe the toughest home court advantage in all of college basketball tonight and nearly won the damn thing. And I thought played really pretty well. Um, again, there was that six-minute stretch where and, – and, and they didn't defend very well in the final ten minutes of the second half. And I, I get all that. But I, I'm I'm still really optimistic. A lot of the stuff we saw tonight is stuff you can work on. I'm seeing a less selfish basketball team. I'm seeing a we over me basketball team. They were not phased by Kansas's environment, and that's what I really loved about tonight's outing. You're disappointed that you lost. Uh, you should be Iowa State. 
uh, despite only being four and three in the league, is a championship caliber basketball team. And I think they're going to be right there in the end. I think Kansas wins the league. I've thought that the whole time. Even after Iowa State whooped them by 17, it's hard to go all in and, and pick anybody but the Jayhawks to win the Big 12. But I'm still, over the last 10 days or so, encouraged by Iowa State. I think Steve Prohm has a good handle on this basketball team. And I'm really excited about the next couple of months because I think that uh, I think the effort's there. I think they're coachable at this point. And... Um, Lindell Wigginton is a good basketball player. Do not do not give up on him. Do not give up on Cameron Lard. These guys are going to help Iowa State win some basketball games towards the end of the year. But Steve Prohm, uh, you know, he's continuing to massage this roster. And I think that what's disappointing about it is, you know, some of these losses, not necessarily today, but the Baylor and Kansas State ones, it's like, yeah, those are going to affect your seeding. Nobody thought Iowa State would win tonight, really. There were six-point underdogs and the thing closed. However, um, you know, it, it is a, like I wrote after Saturday's game, I'd encourage you to go back and read my column. This is like a novel and these, these basketball seasons and y'all have been through them before and every game is a different chapter and it's all taking you to one conclusion. How is this season going to conclude for the Cyclones? I don't know. Um, but I, I think they're trending in the right direction. I really do, and I'm still excited about this group. So I hope you guys are too. Um, tough one tonight. You hate to lose a close one like that, especially when you had a lead, but there's a lot to continue to build on from here. Thanks to Carl Chevrolet. Uh, look out for Jared Stansbury's coverage from the game from Allen Fieldhouse. I'm Chris Williams in the Cyclone Fanatic home office, recording from the Carl Chevrolet studios here on the Cyclone Fanatic podcast network.